You're listening to DraftKings Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. God bless football, Mikey A. God bless football, Mike Fuentes. God bless football, Stugatz. Thank you. Uh, we can't see Mike Fuentes. We, I can only see Mikey A. I can't see Billy. He's on vacation again. Uh, he needs rest from uh, Radio Row and Super Bowl week. I miss Radio Row dearly. Uh, Fuentes, <laughs> do you miss Radio Row the way I miss Radio Row? Not the way you miss it, no. Uh, well, anyway, I have been in uh, I've been in every time zone there is to offer uh, mountain, Pacific, central, eastern. It was weird, Mikey. I, I flew in to Chicago and I'm on, you know, I'm an hour behind us. And then I drove to Notre Dame and all of a sudden because they played Notre Dame uh, on Friday, Northwestern did. And all of a sudden I'm back in the eastern time zone. I'm like, what is Can we do away with time zones, please? No, no, Why? we can't do away with time zones because that's how the world works. Uh, Just because really? you're flying to some to to your daughter's lacrosse game, you want to get rid of time zones. I, I just think they're a waste. I really do. I mean, People are going to be getting up at two in the morning at some parts of the world. <laughs> uh, so listen, the larger point, me telling you all that, how much I've been traveling, what I've been doing. I am now currently in Colorado, Boulder, Colorado, one of my favorite places in the world. Uh, because Northwestern will play the University of Colorado uh, tomorrow. So I am now in Colorado. But the reason I tell you all this is I have no idea what's going on in sports. I have no idea what's going on in the NFL, which is really great considering I'm the host of the biggest football podcast in America. So, I mean, I don't know, Mikey, do you, what is happening right now? I mean, at this point, it's just a lot of rumors. It's just, I love rumors. Just, the rumor, the rumor yeah. mill is swirling. Really? Some rumors at you? You're wait, wait a second, wait a second, Fuentes, are you in on this? <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Free agency hasn't started. Uh, I believe the Senior Bowl is next week. Uh, but Mikey A is going to throw <laughs> the rumor mill at us. And what you just want us to respond, Mikey A? Sure. Let's okay. Do it. Uh, Fuentes, you good with that? I love a good rumor mill. He <laughs> <Yeah>. stole <laughs> my thunder. I mean. <laughs> Would you call it a top five mill? It's crawling up the list, I got to say. 
It's what, crawling what, do you, up the list. what do you mean in the top five mil? What do you, Fuentes? What are you doing? In like, honor tell me what of you're Mikey doing. I, don't, I have no idea what he's talking about when he says top five. Are you putting together a list of your top five mills of all time? In honor of a new segment, Mikey A's rumor mill, we're gonna have the top five mills. Okay, great. So we'll do that at the end. I can't, I can't well, that's a tease. Coming up at the end of this segment, we'll have Dwight Freeney on, by the way, as well. He's going into the Hall of Fame, friend of mine. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, but coming up at the end of this segment, Mike Fuentes' top five mills of all time. Uh, let's get to the rumor mill, though. So, Mikey, hey, just throw out some rumors to me and Fuentes, and, uh, and we'll respond. All right. I've been scouring the rumor mill, and uh, there is a team that is all in on trading for Justin Fields. And that team, according to the rumor mill, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, wow. So Fields to the Steelers, that means the Bears would take Caleb Williams with the first overall pick in the NFL draft. Uh, Justin Fields to the Steelers. So it's better than what they have, but anything's better than what they have. Um, do we know what they're giving up? Like potentially, according to the rumor mill, of course. I mean, uh, according to the grapevine, we don't know yet, but it's probably around a second round pick, maybe a two and a four. All right, a two and a four for Justin Fields. He goes to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh made the playoffs without a quarterback. Uh, Justin Fields is a much better quarterback. Uh, I like that. That is a great fit. The Steelers need to get that done. Fuentes, how do you feel about that? Justin Fields to the Steelers with that defense and with those skill position players. I don't know. That's that's Mike Tomlin. I feel like that would get Mike Tomlin back to another Super Bowl in the next five years. Fuentes? Yeah, I had said that they're a quarterback away all season. And Justin Fields, he's young. He's mobile. He's a little different thing than Mike Tomlin had had. He's never had a mobile quarterback yet. You know, you know what he's had. I think Trubisky's probably the guy with the most mobility that he's had. But I'm also yep. seeing some stuff about Russell Wilson, so i got to keep an eye on that, too. Whoa, that's, I mean, that's your own rumor mill. Dually rumor mill. here. According to the rumor mill. Well, he's <laughs> actually, I, I saw it earlier somewhere. <laughs> right, but maybe you stole Mikey A's thunder there. Maybe he was getting to that <laughs> Maybe one, he you know? was. I saw that maybe. he's the favorite somewhere, minus 250. That's all I'm saying. Uh, okay, I'll just say this. The Steelers obviously need to upgrade a quarterback. They have all the pieces. They have the head coach. If they get a quarterback, there'll be a team to deal with in the AFC. That's, is that fair to say, Mikey A? I think that's absolutely fair to say. Okay. I think it right. probably be in contention, you know, like they are anyway. All right. Uh, top five fields? <laughs> Field Yates. <laughs> Lambo. <laughs> Field of dreams. Ah, oh, Field of dreams. Oh. Fuentes, put together a top five fields for us. <laughs> All right. What's the next rumor, Mikey? Oh, let's go back to the rumor mill. So Strawberry fields. Saying... Well done. Thank fields you. of gold. Uh, Stony fields. Um, <laughs> Wait, what was Fuentes's? Fields of gold. Fields of My gold. sting. <laughs> You're an ass. Anyway, why'd I go back to you for that? Uh, go ahead. What's the next rumor, Mikey? So earlier in the rumor mill, everybody was saying the Falcons were going to go get Justin Fields, but that's not what the rumor mill is saying anymore. Huh? Now, according to the rumor mill, there's another quarterback that they're going for. Really? And he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. What? According to Billy Gill. No way. Her cousins get out of here. Atlanta Falcons. Wow. The mill. Well, that's what happens. The mill. the mill just keeps going around and around and things change every time it goes around. That's what a rumor mill is all about. I mean, so well, it's a mill. Okay. So what was the first quarter? Who was the first quarterback <laughs> going to the Falcons on the first trip around the rumor mill? Justin Fields. It was Justin Fields. Okay, but now he's going to the Steelers this time around on the rumor mill. And so now who so now we have Kirk Cousins headed to the Falcons, according to the rumor mill. According to the listen, rumor mill. 
for me, anything is an upgrade. When you have Desmond Ritter as your quarterback and Taylor Heineke as your backup, uh, anything is is an upgrade at the quarterback position. I don't know if that's enough to make the Falcons relevant in the NFC, uh, but I do like the move because Kirk Cousins, as Billy has told us a number of times, should be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and it makes the Falcons better. How much better? I don't know. Fuentes, what are your thoughts here? Like you said, anything better is an upgrade. So far, we've named two teams that are desperate for good quarterback play, and he'll have weapons. He'll have Pitts, he'll have London, he'll have uh, Bijan, and the thing is, he's 38 years old, coming off an Achilles injury. I don't know if I'd want that as my quarterback, but like you said, he's better than Desmond Ritter, and he's better than Taylor Heineke. Okay. Wait, 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 what's wrong? What's wrong with having an old quarterback who's just coming off a major injury that kept him out for most of the year? I don't understand the problem. You know all about it. I want the Jets to draft a quarterback. Is that part of the rumor mill? I do. It, it isn't, but it could oh, be. We okay. Could start, we could. We could. We could add it. All right. Well, I want the Jets to draft a quarterback. They cannot let a 40-year-old quarterback coming off an Achilles injury dictate the terms and what this team does. The Jets in a quarterback draft. This is a quarterback draft. Everyone says it is quarterback deep. There are a lot of good quarterbacks in this draft. The Jets need to go get one because Aaron Rodgers will not be playing quarterback for much longer. Might be a season or two. And they need to have a future plan in place. I know it pissed them off in Green Bay, but this is a different situation. The Jets need to go get a quarterback, okay? Anyway, let's get back to the rumor mill, all right? Uh, I'm going to combine one here. Couple of couple of big-time running backs possibly going to interdivisional rivals. Hmm. So according to the rumor mill, Austin Eckler might be headed to the Chiefs, while Saquon Barkley might have his eyes on Dallas, according to the rumor mill. Wow. Uh, wow. And Tony Pollard's a free agent, right? Um, so we have Sa- uh, Saquon going to Dallas, which I like a lot for Saquon and the Cowboys. We have Austin Eckler, our boy, who's on with us every single week here on God Bless Football going to Arrowhead. That is a perfect fit. Like, I don't know how his wife is going to feel about it. We've talked to him about this, but that is a per- because right now, listen, Austin spent the first part of his career in San Diego. Then he moved up to L.A., a couple hours up to L.A., okay? Nice weather, nice weather. He lives in Las Vegas. Nice weather, great place. Kansas City, you're about to get married? That's going to be interesting, but it is a perfect fit. Eckler and that offense, the A in Austin stands for Arrowhead. I love it. How about that? Austin Eckler will have 1,500 yards rushing and receiving, both. I mean, that is a perfect fit. I like that. Fuentes, what do you think? Um, I think it's a match made in heaven, really. It gives me Jamal Charles vibes from when he was there, minus all the injuries. Uh, Pacheco yes. came on catching the ball in the Super Bowl a little bit. I didn't think he had it in him. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire isn't really that threat out of the backfield. So I think, like you said, or I said, match made in heaven, and I really, really like that move if the Chiefs can make it happen. Yeah, so do I. That's a great move. Oh, God, the, the rich get richer, Mikey. That's what happens. You have Mahomes. You ha- that's what happens when you have Mahomes, Kelsey, and Andy Reid. Guys, and I guarantee you, if Eckler goes there, it's going to be on the cheap. It's going to be for a year, and then I'll get a big contract after that. That's what I think is going to happen. I like that move. Well, according to the rumor mill, not everybody who's rich is getting richer because according to the rumor mill, Brandon Ayuk wants out of San Francisco. Wow. According to the rumor mill. I mean, wouldn't you want out of a place where the coach doesn't know the rules? <laughs> or how to throw it to a number one wide receiver? 
So Brandon Ayuk wants out of San Francisco, according to the rumor mill. According to the rumor mill. Um, I think, well, I don't know, Mikey, do you feel like Brandon Ayuk would be, would he be as good elsewhere as he is with the San Francisco 49ers? According to all the analytics nerds, he is the most open wide receiver in the game. He is the guy that is usually the most open and he doesn't drop passes. He just doesn't get the volume. People don't throw him the ball. Mm -hmm. So, okay. I mean, does that, is that because of? Is that because of Shanahan, or is that because Ayuk is that good? I don't know. Well, I think the Shanahan scheme combined with Ayuk's talent is why he's open all the time. I'm not certain why they're not getting him the ball. Probably because they have 19 other good skill position players on that team uh, would be my guess. But if I'm Ayuk, I would not want – unless I'm going to a team that has a better chance of winning the Super Bowl, and, like, I don't think I'm leaving the San Francisco 49ers. Is that fair? I probably wouldn't want to leave, but I would make some noise just to get a better contract. Probably, I love noise. <laughs> can we can we squeeze one more in? Can we yeah, of course we can. Yeah, one more, please. All right. According to the rumor mill, Jamal Adams would like to go back to the Jets. No thanks. I tell agree. the <laughs> tell the rumor mill to shove it up. <laughs> Bleep the rumor mill. I mean. <laughs> Let it spin around again, and hopefully Adams wants to go somewhere else. Let's keep going. <laughs> Do the Jets want him, according to the rumor, uh, rumor mill? Uh, according to the rumor mill, they haven't said anything. But according okay. to the rumor mill, he would like to go back to the Jets. He didn't <laughs> want to play with Gase. That's right. why he wanted to leave. All right. Dwight Freeney, Hall of Famer, going to join us in a little bit. But more importantly, and more exciting, to be quite honest with you, <laughs> we, we have top five mills next a lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. You know another thing that hasn't changed? Is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Ah, I don't remember it like it was yesterday. Sitting back in my dad's pickup truck. Me, my dad, Pappy. It's my granddad, I used to call him. Fishing at the pond. I remember dad and Pappy going back and forth saying, what is it about this new Miller Lite? Is it that it's less filling or is it the great taste? What I wouldn't give to go back to those times. But you know one thing that Miller Lite does? Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Lite Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer. Hall of Famer Dwight Freeney going to join us coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, we will get to uh, top five mills of all time, courtesy of Mike Fuentes. I'm very excited for this. I'm not certain he'll be able to come up with a good five, but we will all find it out together. Mikey, how would you feel about the statement I made uh, in the opening segment as the rumor mill was swirling around and around and around uh, about the Jets drafting a quarterback? So I have said forever, Mikey, that Teams like the Jets should draft a quarterback every single year. I know they have Aaron, but he's 40 years old. He's coming off an Achilles, and this is a quarterback deep draft, according to all the experts. So how do you feel about that? Because I know most Jet fans would probably say, no, you need to go get an offensive lineman. You need to get someone to protect Aaron Rodgers. And, and you're both right. The, the, the first pick needs to be your left tackle. 
The first pick, the tenth pick in the draft that the Jets own needs to be a left tackle. But I also agree with you. They also need to walk away from this draft with at least somebody that you could say they might be our guy. Right. I'm looking at like a Spencer Rattler in the third round, a guy who, let's face it, because of all the things that happened with Zach Wilson, they're going to bring in a veteran backup. So whoever you draft here is going to be your third quarterback. He's going to be a development project. Let him learn under Rodgers and learn under this other veteran. And maybe he's your guy in a year or two. But I, I would not draft one in the first round, especially considering you're not going to have a shot at any either of the top two or three. I, I would look at a Spencer Radler or the kid from Tulane in the third, fourth round area. And you do that without worrying whether or not it's going to upset Aaron, right? I mean, it can't it can upset Aaron because it's right. not a top pick. You're not trading multiple assets to go get his replacement. And he he has to know at this point. He saw what what this team is without a good quarterback. You have to just understand we also need to take care of our future. Right. Uh, I don't know if Rattler's really taking care of the future, but I understand. Like, I want Michael Penix. That's the guy I want. Like, I want the Jets you're to take not, one in the first round. You're, yeah, you're not getting that. No. <laughs> you're not getting that. Are you telling That's me Aaron, is Aaron demanding that they take a left tackle? Is that what you're saying? No, it's just what's the point of having Aaron if you're not going to – If you're not going to go for it, right. If you're not going to go for it, what's the point of having him? Right, if you're not going to go for it, that's fair. Uh, Mike Fuentes, I'm hesitant to go to you on this. Uh, Do you have your list of top five mills available to us? I do. I'm not confident in either, by the way. I'm so excited. I know, but he seems sad. Not super confident in it. <laughs> yeah. How could you? Yeah. There's so many mills. How <laughs> many good Sawgrass ones? Sawgrass Mills better be on there, my friend. Sawgrass Mills is an OLI, just because it's regional. Oh, you have OLIs? <laughs> yeah, I have one OLI, and you just said it. Hold on, wait. I got to get the fanfare ready. Give me a second. Okay. Oh, wow. He's giving himself He's his own fanfare. fanfare. This is amazing. I mean, should I do top five fields? <laughs> if you want. Okay. I'm ready, whatever you are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, number five, Mike Fuentes, top five mills. This uh, It's a tribute to the rumor mill. Top five mills of all time, according to Mike Fuentes. Okay. I already gave my OLI, which is Sawgrass Mills. <laughs> Sawgrass Boy, Mills, for those who don't know, it's right next to where the Florida Panthers play their home games. It's an outlet mall. Boom, Sawgrass Mills, OLI. Number five, a classic, the windmill. <laughs> Not, not only an, higher, but... an architectural structure, also a dunk. Number four, uh, the paper mill. Mm. We use it like paper as a mill. slang term for making uh, money, my friend group. You know, you're visiting you're the paper mill. Paper, huh? Yeah, I'm getting paid. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Number three, yeah. Philadelphia Zone, Meek Mill. There's a good one. Having some <laughs> dreams and nightmares about this list if you get my drift. Yeah. You guys probably <laughs> don't. Mikey laughed. That's good enough for me. Number two, former Spores point guard, Australian Patty Mills. He killed the Heat in that 2014 final. He's a Heat killer. You're right. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. And number one, the undisputed number one mill, Mikey A's rumor mill. Uh, I am so desperately trying to come up with... uh... The top five fields right now. I just gave you one. Did you? Oh, Justin Fields, yes. Justin Fields. Uh, But he's not on my list. Oh, big upset. Still going off the rails. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Hold on. I'm trying. Oh, is it Mrs. Fields? Mrs. Fields Cookies, number five. Mrs. Fields. Get the fanfare ready. Number five. Hold on, I'm going. 
You ready? Go ahead. Number five, Lambeau Field. Number four, Strawberry Fields. <laughs> You're a moron. Number three, Joe Fields. Former Jet, Mikey. Joe Fields? Yes. That's where you got him? Okay. I mean, he's a former Jet. He's one of the all-time I, great I, Jets. I, yeah, all-time great. Okay. Joe Fields. Do you not believe me? Are you questioning whether Joe it's Fields... Not, I, I'm not questioning if Joe Fields was a person and a former Jet. I'm questioning why he's number three. That's it. Uh, okay. Uh, understandable. <laughs> I love a classic. Look it up in the middle of that. Look it up. I, well, Joe Fields. I mean, he was a Jet for 12 years. <laughs> All right. Where was the Number, number two. two. Hmm, I'm trying to think what I left out here. Lambeau Fields, Strawberry Fields, Joe Fields. Number two. Mrs. Fields Cookies. It's a great one. It's a great one, right? It's a great one. If they're hot, doesn't get better. Yeah. Oh, I need another field. Hold on. I'm scrambling for a field. <laughs> I don't want to I've use got... Justin Fields. <laughs> you do? You have you a want, field? You are... I've got plenty. You got Wrigley got... Field? No, I don't want Wrigley. I have it. Number one, Field of Dreams. Oh, I lie. A field of marijuana. <laughs> Boulder. Listen, you don't. You left out an Oscar winner. Where's Sally Field? Oh, enough of her. <laughs> oh, you don't love her. Really love her. <laughs> Sally Fields would have been a good one. <laughs> You're right. Mrs. I love Fields. that. I, I love that you dismissed her because you didn't think of her. Oh, totally. Right. Enough of her. Like, she's never done anything Enough to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, because everybody's never... sick of all those Sally Field uh, news stories. <laughs> Sally Field, Taylor Swift. I'm sick of them. <laughs> uh, so, listen, guys, we're going to have Dwight Freeney on. He is uh, Mikey. Yeah, you and I had him on for the first time a few years ago, and he lit up the airwaves when he was on with us. Uh, Dwight Freeney, for me, is a guy that should have been, and I know it upsets him. We'll talk to him about it. Should have been a uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. He should have been a guy that retired five years to the day. He gets into Canton. He gets into the Hall of Fame. He did not get in on his first go-around. He did get in on his second go-around here. Uh, and so I do wonder if that, uh, if that bothers him. In fact, I think it probably does. Uh, but he is happy to be in regardless because he'll be a Hall of Famer for the remainder of time, uh, Dwight Freeney. But he is such a good dude, Mikey A. And you and I had him on a long time ago, and then we had him on with Golick, and him and Golick started to hit it off. And so I'm so happy for this guy. I have played golf with this guy. I have you know been out to Lake Tahoe with this guy. He always gives me a big hug when he sees me. But for me, Dwight Freeney growing up, was one of the great defensive ends I've seen. Start going all the way back to Syracuse and then through his NFL career with the with the Colts, made it to three Super Bowls. People forget this, Mikey A. He was a member of that Falcon team with Kyle Shanahan that blew the big lead to the Patriots. I mean, do, do you remember Dwight Freeney on the Falcons? Because I do not. 
I don't remember him on the Falcons. I remember when uh, last time we had, or one of the first times we had him on, when he talked about how some defensive coordinator thought it'd be a good idea to bump him out to linebacker. Yes. the tail end of his career. Yes. And Tom Brady was just picking on him when they played the Patriots. Yes. And it was one of the funniest stories because he was just winking at Freeney like, I- I- I'm going to get you. Uh, but Dwight, Dwight Freeney's spin move changed sort of the way pass rush happened. Like, it, you didn't have to be so big and strong. You didn't have to be that LT dip. You could just be so quick off the ball and have that spin move, and you could you could wreck an uh, an offensive passing game. I'm pretty certain his rookie year he he had nine forced fumbles. Uh, to your point, uh, and it was an NFL record at the time. I'm looking it up right now. Now I'm trying to remember the <laughs> the coach that kicked him outside to linebacker, and he was outraged at him. I can't remember who it was. It's gonna drive me crazy right now. Was it I'm with San it Diego? Was it with the Chargers? It may have been with San Diego. Uh, hold on. I'm looking it up right now. It might have been the Chargers. Hold on. Hold and he on. had to cover Gronk. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, right. He only had three and a half sacks that season with the Chargers. Uh, his first year with the Chargers. He was, uh, he was upset. But he was so good. And that team probably should have won more. Uh, when you consider the fact that that team had Peyton Manning, uh, it had Marvin Harrison, it had Reggie Wayne, it had Dwight Freeney, it had Mathis. But here's the problem with that entire generation, all of them. Now, they got one, right? They beat the Jets once in the playoff AFC Championship game, I believe, right, Mikey? I was there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you were at that, that game? Happened. Okay. Uh, but here's what happened to that entire generation, including Peyton Manning, okay? Tom Brady happened. Tom Brady yeah. happened. It's like everyone who played with Michael Jordan, you weren't winning NBA championships when Jordan was playing unless he retired for two years, which he did, and then Elijah Wan got two, okay? Uh, But no one was going to win a championship as long as Michael Jordan was playing, and as long as Tom Brady and Belichick were doing their thing, really few other teams were going to win Super Bowls. Eli got two versus Tom Brady. Peyton got one. But when you really think about the names I just named on that team, Freeney, Manning, Mathis, Robert Sanders, Edron James, Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison. That team, if Tom Brady never existed, that team would have been the team that won six Super Bowls, not the New England Patriots. Easily. 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 It was just, they ran into a buzzsaw every year, and every year we looked forward to that game because you just knew they were going to face off in the playoffs. Yeah. And it it, it it often went the Patriots' way, and it stopped. Yeah. Did you see Freeney? Did you see the video of Dwight learning that he made it to the Hall of Fame? I didn't. Uh, he was at Jordan's private golf club. Uh, he walked he in. Well, that's where he always is. And Tony Dungy, that's where I play golf with him. And Tony Dungy, when I have mail to send to him, I send it there. Okay. Um, but Tony Dungy was waiting for him as he came in from his round. And he knew the second he saw Dungy and he got really emotional, really emotional. Then his wife was there, got really emotional. And then he got really emotional at the end because you know who was sitting there waiting for him? Michael bleeping Jordan. Like, oh my God. (laughs) Dwight Freedy Hall of Famer next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Mikey A. Yes. We have a Hall of Famer on the show. Look at him. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> he is. How does that feel, Dwight Freedy? How does that sound to you? You are a Hall of Famer, I mean, my friend. It, yeah. it, it, sound, it sounds amazing. Yeah. It sounds amazing, and I haven't come down yet. Uh, Dwight, was there? you and I have discussed this before. Uh, to me, and Mikey A and I were just discussing this right before you came on. To me, you're a first ballot guy. Like, you're one of the great players I've ever seen. You might be, you're probably a top five defensive end I've ever seen in the NFL. Uh, so, to me, you were a first ballot guy. You didn't make it to the hall on the first ballot, but you did the yeah. second time around. Does that bother you at all, or are you just happy to be in the Hall of Fame right now? I mean, to be honest, there is a slight little thing there. Right. You feel like, oh, you know, I, I, I really thought, and, and the truth be told is, you know, I, I only like to worry about things I have control over. And, you know, this Hall of Fame thing, it is stressful because it matters. It really does matter. And you try to say it doesn't matter. It really does. And last year, you know, look, I, I was kind of like flip a coin. Who knows what's going to happen? But obviously, I would love to be a first ballot. But what messed me up was when Michael Strahan and the Bruce Smiths and the whoever just come up to you, dap you up before and said, you're a shoe in this year. Don't worry about it. I'm just congratulating you before it happens. And you don't make it. Then you're like, oh, my gosh. What are they thinking? But. You know, it's the truth is there's so many great players and um, that process has to be a tough process for those those voters. And look, I'm happy I'm in, you know, um, I'm just about forgot the fact that I hadn't other than you just mentioning it now. But, you know, the fact that I hadn't I, I'm not a first ballot, right? You know, right. I, but the truth I'm sorry, is Dwight. You, right. <laughs> but once, look, once you're in, you're in. Yes. Right? And, yes. you know, who told me that was Strahan. Michael Strahan told me, look, you know, he was kind of bummed that he wasn't on earlier ballots, ballots and getting in when he thought he should have got in. And uh, it kind of bothered him. But once you get in, you kind of just let it go. And that's kind of what it is. Did you go back to Bruce Smith after you didn't get in that first time around to be like, hey, man, you jinxed me? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no, I didn't. But, you know, it's just it's just one of those things, man, where. When it doesn't happen, right, you literally, like, you try to forget there isn't even a Hall of Fame. You know, that, that's kind of what it was for me this year. I couldn't tell you who was a semifinalist, who was on the finalist list. I had no idea. I just said, look, I'm going to go out and hit this dang golf ball. And if they and, – and at some point, they're going to tell me I'm a Hall of Famer. And if it isn't this year, it's going to be next year. Whatever it is, it's going to be – I am – Done worrying about this thing. Right. And this year, thank God, was the year. So Baselli told me the same thing. He was on the ballot like five or six times, I think. And he would yeah. tell me the same thing. And then he said, <laughs> except every year it came up and it started to bother him again, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. but you just put it aside and hit golf balls. That was it? That's it. You know what? Focus on my life, things I can control. Not that I can control where that ball goes, but I'm going to try my hardest to, to see where I can hit it. And look, they're going to have to come find me. And when it's time, they'll find me because they know where to find me. I'm easy to find. Right. And uh, they found me. It was right. great. 
Uh, they're home of the golf course. I mean, <laughs> absolutely home. That's it. Uh, right. Either there or here. Right? <laughs> home away from home is your actual yeah, home, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm the easiest guy to assassinate. If you ever try to find me, it's not hard. You know exactly where I am. <laughs> All right. So put us there because I saw the video of you walking in. The doors open. You see yeah. Tony Dungy. You start to get very emotional. I've never seen you get emotional, Dwight, but you got emotional there. Your wife is yeah. there. MJ's there. There's some important people in your life that are there. Uh, Coach Dungy probably being the most important person, and he's got Absolutely. the gold jacket on, and you start to weep a little bit. Put us in your head. What were you thinking? Uh, you know, my wife lied to me the entire week. MJ <laughs> lied to me the entire week. You know, right. As you know, I brought you out there. It's yes. really lax. It's really relaxed place. You know, they only have one rule, really. You know, it's it's pretty much just don't be a jerk. And if somebody's if somebody's behind you that wants to play through, let them through. You know, right. it's really that's it. So especially a, when it's right. Lee Westwood, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Any pro, any pro, here's the two holes behind you. Hey, I'll just wait until I see McElroy just go by. Hey, you know. So, and you know the thing is, you know, you wear whatever you want. You know, you wear a T-shirt, you wear shorts, you know, you don't want to be too dressed up. You know, it, it looks like you don't belong, you know, so right. that, that's kind of me. Every day I come in, I wear my little T-shirt, I wear my little shorts, and, you know, I flip-flops. You know, I'm really super casual. MJ tells me, hey, this coming week, you know, I, I have a photo shoot and I want you to be in the photo shoot for the Grove, Okay. I was like, photo shoot for the Grove? I said, all right, whatever. He said, so I want you to dress up real nice. All right? I said, just nice, nice. I need you to look clean. And that's what he told me. I said, all right, all right. Well, okay. this is for you. This is for you. I'll, I'll do it, obviously. Right. And, you know, and that's how he set me up. And I get to the golf course. I pull up. They're trying to get me to go inside. I'm like, I'm not going inside. I said, the, the guy outside of the caddy, he's like, hey, you got to go inside. You got to go talk to Ken. I said, Ken's the general manager. I'm not going inside. Tell Ken I'm going to, you know, chip and, and hit some balls until MJ hits me up and tells me I have a photo shoot. No, no, no. You have to go in now. I'm not going inside. So then the guy starts, like, pretty much bullets and sweat going down his head. I'm like, what is wrong with this guy? He calls Ken, the general manager. General manager comes out. He says, Dwight. Um, I said, oh, I'm thinking to myself, I, I must have did something wrong. What did I do? Why are you running out of the clubhouse looking like this? And he said, hey, man, um, MJ wants to do the photo shoot right now. I said, why didn't he just say that? Just tell me I, I, I can just walk in right now. And I walked to that door in my peripheral. I thought I saw a silhouette of, of Coach Dungeon. I said, no, no, whatever. I opened the door, and here he is. He's sitting there, and you can hear a pin drop. And I just said, oh, my God. I said, I cannot believe what's happening. It was not on my radar. I didn't even think about it. I didn't know when the timing of it was. I just literally thought I was opening the door to a photo shoot. And here's Coach Dungey, my wife, MJ, everybody's sitting there laughing at me. It's hilarious, but it was great, and, and I had no idea. That is so – what was your wife's role in this lie? What did she do? Yeah, she just lied to me all week. It was ridiculous. It, it really makes me worry and think about, like, what else have you lied about, you know, because you did that a little bit too well. Like, this whole week, it was kind of like, hey, I'm going to go – I'm going to go to – with MJ's house to walk with 
you know, his wife, Yvette, and I'm like, walk, you never go walk. But you know what? This is a this is a new year. This is this is, you know what I'm saying? New year, new things. This is January. Hey, maybe, you know, you have a whole New Year's resolution going on here. Okay, go ahead and walk. Well, during the time she was going to walk, she was planning all of this. And they, oh. and she knew what was going on. So they're trying to figure out how do we surprise Dwight on this whole thing. And and I think one of the ideas was have the golf cart while I'm playing my round, have the, the camera crew run up to me in the middle of the round. I'm like, and she's like, there's no way that's it. I'm just like, there's no way that's happening. Right. I, I'm going to see somebody a hundred miles away. I'm like, what is this? And I might be running the office. <laughs> like, I'm going away from all of that. Like, yeah, she, she set me up pretty good. You know, it was awesome. And, and um, yeah, she surprised me. It was really, I had no clue. Yeah, you got emotional. What was MJ busting your balls when? Uh, but I mean, he got you. MJ got you. He got yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but you know what? He he was he was like I was very emotional. He knew what I went through last year mm -hmm. in that whole entire process, you know. And it's water under the bridge now. But in the moment, it was rough. You know, he had to he had to talk to me about it and 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 get mad with me a little bit and 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 you know, and it was good. Um, and I'm happy that he was a part of this process because, you know, he's part of my journey as well. That's awesome. Who's making your uh, your introduction speech? Please tell me it's you know MJ. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't put him through that, man. I, I don't think I can put him through that. He's he's not the biggest speech guy in the world. He doesn't no, really like to do it. And, that, and for me to do that, I don't think so. Right. But, you know, I, I'll figure out. I haven't figured it out yet. No, I had, I've been blessed to have a lot of guys um, that that helped me out and got me to this situation, this position in my life, and uh, I want to make sure I make the right decision on it. So I'm giving it some time. All right, I'm All available right, that weekend. Yeah, Stu yeah. Will do it. Don't even worry. <laughs> yes, I'm yes, available. Yes. You don't have to yeah. dance thank, around. Thank it. He'll God. Do thank it. God. You know what? I'll tell everybody else. Forget it. Still's the guy. Okay? Thank you. You're the guy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Listen, you also have to take a media member with you. So feel free. Yeah. Again, I'm available that weekend. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I got your number. I got your number. <laughs> but you won't do that to MJ. He doesn't like. You're right. He doesn't like to. Uh... I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't feel right. Uh, I understand. I'm going to ask you in, in a couple of minutes here, I'm just going to throw some names at you and you can tell me what they've meant to, uh, to you and your career and, and helping you get to the Hall of Fame here. But if I told you back when you grew up in Hartford, if I told you back that in high school where you're playing four sports, you were a goalie in soccer, which is, yeah. <laughs> I can, visually, I cannot see. Mikey, can you see that? Dwight playing goalie in soccer? Diving, yeah. diving left, what? right, bullets flying by my head, sh <laughs> shot 37 shots, 80 shots on me at goal. I'm just ridiculous. I did the right I'm thing. A, I stopped playing. Oh, you played one year? That was it? Well, I play. I mean, listen, soccer, you know, was a part of what I've done my entire childhood life. You know, I grew up with two Jamaican parents. We loved playing soccer, et cetera, et cetera. And I was the goalie. Man, I'm diving. You should have seen it. It was just like, I, you go on a, the Harper Current, you'll see, you know, you look on the bottom, real small writing, Greeny, 36 saves. You'd be like, oh, wow, he had a great game. But then you'll see six to zero, five to zero. <laughs> It's like, you know, I had a, my, my, my save percentage was outstanding, but I, you know, when you shoot, when people shoot at you 40 times, the average shots on goal probably should be around 15, you know, 12. You should only have like nine or 10 saves. You shouldn't yeah. have 35 saves. There was no defense, you know, and it was zero defense. So it was, I think it was a good switch for me. Go to the other game of football. It sounds like a Jets box score. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry. Wait, were you forty-one shots in soccer? Were you out there by yourself? I mean, what yeah, is happening? Yeah, let me tell you something. I don't know what the game plan was, right. but it was literally like I knew I was going to get all the action. It was like I was stretching, doing all kinds of stuff. I got to get ready for this. I, I know I'm. We're playing, you know, this team, that team. I knew we we're going to get killed. But the thing is, I would be diving. You should see it. It was like a highlight film, but it didn't matter. We still lose five to zero every single game. At, at some point, they're going to get the ball in the hole. It feels like Dwight, uh, Mikey, I had the most saves ever and also gave up the most goals ever. Absolutely. Yeah. I have both, both records. Right. The most uh, saves and the most goals given up. So the Jameis Winston of goalies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, 40-40 club, you know. <laughs> All right, so if I told you back when you were playing goalie by yourself, no one else out on the field, hey, one day you're going to make it to Canton. You're going to be in the NFL Hall of Fame. You would have told me what, Dwight? I, I would tell you, I mean, listen, I would just say I, I can't believe that. But then again, you, you would think, you know, I, I always dreamt to wanting to be a great player, you know. So, you know, I would, you know, be running laps around the soccer field, you know, let's just call it. But, you know, in, in excitement and enjoy the, the fact that that would happen. But then again, you know, I, I grew up watching Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor was my hero. Yeah. Um, I cried when he retired. Like I was a die hard, you know, Jordan fan in basketball. I wanted to be like these people. Um, and I know that they were on Mount Rushmore, whatever sport or whatever position or whatever you want to call it. And I wanted to be there. All right. So part of me would be shocked. The other part of me would be like, you did good. <laughs> you right. know, and yes. then, yeah, you right. did right. You ended up exactly where you wanted to end up, you know? Exactly. But this is not something that you think about, though, to be quite honest with you. I mean, when you're a kid, maybe you say, oh, I want to be a Hall of Famer and this and the other. But that thought kind of goes away once you get in the mix of stuff. Right. And I promise you, every day I went out and practiced from college, high school, college, the pros, that, that was the last thing you think about is, is how you're going to finish and whatever. I was worried about this particular snap, this play, after the play, what happened after the game, and then go on to Monday, Tuesday, and, and carry on. And then after that, you add them up at the end. And that's just how I you know, did my, my business when I was out there, you know, really short term memory. Don't try to look too far in the future. Don't try to look too far in the past of what happened and stay in the moment. And that was me. What was the better feeling for you winning a Super Bowl or making it to the Hall of Fame? Super Bowl. Super yeah. Bowl is, really? is some, hmm. yeah, Super Bowl is a team accomplishment that not many people have accomplished in their career and i'm sure i don't know what the numbers are but you know how many players how many teams whatever but it's so it's so hard to win a super because it's so it it takes everybody it takes everybody and and especially when you're winning a super bowl and you're a vital part of that super bowl and when you win something collectively there's something about winning and in, in a team atmosphere that makes it feel so much better it's because you're jumping from the rooftops with all of your entire team and not because you all bled and you all grinded and you all sacrificed and not only that you you did it for your family you did it for your city you did it for everybody it's a different feeling, and that for me is in the most amazing feeling. Not saying that this isn't amazing, because sure. this accomplishment here 
similar to the Super Bowl. It took a team, right? And, and it took a lot of people to help me getting here. So it is a celebration, not just for me from an individual standpoint, but it's all for those who helped me get here. You know, there's a lot of people who put a lot of hours in there, man. So, you know, it's, it's you know, it's right there, 1A, 1B. Uh, but for me, you know, team accomplishments is just the best feeling in the world, man. No doubt. Dwight Freeney, Hall of Famer with us. Man, that sounds good, Dwight. Dwight Freeney, Hall of Famer. I mean, for the rest yeah, of your yeah. life, my friend. Uh, more impressive feat. Sacking Michael Vick four and a half times in a college football game. He's the best college quarterback I think I've ever seen. The fastest, certainly, and one of the best athletes. Or making it to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Hall, of, Hall of Fame. And you sacked Vick four and a half times, man. He didn't have a chance. Okay. And the only reason why he didn't have a chance is right. because he never saw me coming. If he would have uh. saw me coming, he would have been gone. The Dolphins, the lineman, had, he was still, he's actually probably still in his stance right now. Sorry. Whoever was blocking me, he, you know, he didn't have a chance. Uh, by the way, after they surprised you, did you and Michael go play 18? What happened there? It's so funny. So you played golf with me, right? Yes. This is the only round in my entire life. I did not care where the ball went. I didn't care. I sell it across the green. I'm cheering. I'm I'm pressing everybody. Hey, press, 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 press. I didn't even care. Balls are going in the lake. I don't even, you know, it didn't even matter. I was just like, oh, I'm in the Hall of Fame. I don't care what, I don't know what's happening out here. Not today. <laughs> not today. I said, I told the caddy, I said, listen, this is the only day. I don't care what number you give me, whatever you give me, and you're right. It doesn't right. even matter. I, I'm just going to have a great job. Yeah, because what I did play with you, and you would get pissed off every time you hit a bad drop. Like he, you would hit it three thirty to the left and get mad. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm sitting there hundred yards, yeah, two hundred yeah, yards behind me. you, and I'm happy. You know, that's me. That's me all day, every day. I'm, I'm getting because I like to be, you know, perfectionist and things. Even though you know, it's probably something I, I probably should bring down a little bit. The pros can't even get mad at it. Why am I getting mad at it? That's just me. But for that day, there was nothing. I didn't care. I'm just, I'm out here just having a good time. All right, but Jordan usually preys on that, your emotion, okay? So did he pray, like, did he win money there? No, he was oh, my good. partner. Oh, he okay, was my good. partner. <laughs> so we, lo we lost every single bet that we had. And I, don't think, <laughs> and I don't think that he cared either. He was just having a good time with me. That is yeah. so awesome. Uh, do you imagine when you make the speech, um, I've been there. Dwight, I don't know if you've been to a Hall yeah. of Fame ceremony. Yeah, a lot of, do you imagine you're going to be nervous doing that? or? I, I mean, yeah, I think so. I mean, listen, you know, you're, you're, you're going out there, you're on the stage, you're talking in front of thousands and millions of watching, of course you're going to be somewhat nervous. I sure. mean, that's not what I do. You know, right. put me, put a helmet on me and have me put, get in my stance. I can do that all day. Sit there on a podium speaking about all these things. I think I will be a little bit nervous and I think that I, something else is going to help me kind of level out. And I can't say that right now, but what it's going to be, it's going to be. <laughs> and I'm going to be okay from my, my nerves, I think. Right. Um, but the truth is, it's it's one of those things where, you know, there was a, I think there was a study at one point when someone said people would rather die than have to talk in front of thousands and thousands of people. I and mean, that's how nervous people get. Yeah. You know, I think for me, you know, I've done a little bit of that. You know, I hadn't done much, but still the magnitude of it, I would, I would pretty much bet everything I'll be a little nervous. Yeah, uh, and emotional. But you're natural, man. Like Mikey and I were saying right before you came on, you're a great storyteller, man. Like you really are. You're a not a good, a great storyteller. 
Yeah, well, there's going to be a lot of stories told there. <laughs> you know, I mean, looking at my watch, like, all right, how about this story? You know, I only got eight minutes. I got to make sure I get the eight minutes in. I can't do the shortest speech ever, right? No. All right, I'm going to throw a few names. We'll get you out of here in a second. We appreciate the time. Hall of Famer Dwight Freeney with us. Just going to throw some names at you, and you tell me yeah. what they've meant to you in terms of helping you get to where you just arrived at, which is Canton and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Let's start with Tony Dungy. I mean, Tony Dungy's the guy who, you know, was that father figure, man. He was that father figure out there on the field. You know, it went beyond the game of football. Um, he treated everybody like men. It was like, no, I never had a coach like that where he never yell at me, man. And he would motivate me through just the way that he carried himself and how he treated me. So, you know, obviously I wouldn't be here if it wasn't Tony out there. Uh, Jim Irsay. Jim is an awesome, awesome owner, very unique, as everyone knows. He, he tells you how you feel, and he was a guy that always would do anything anything for the horseshoe and um thank god i had that type of winner uh mom and dad well that's that's somebody some people i mean my parents i mean look they 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 raised me the right way you know uh maybe when you were a kid you didn't you couldn't understand some of the things that they did but no doubt you know for them you know and and for what they did with me you know i wasn't raised i had a lot of knuckleheads around me just right. put it that way. Right. And somehow I got out of there. You were all on your and, soccer team, it appears. I mean. Yeah, the whole soccer <laughs> team was a bunch of thugs. <laughs> right? Yeah, but it, the thing is, it's the truth is, man, they did an amazing job raising me. And uh, obviously, I love them to death. It's the parents. It's it's such an underrated part in all of this because uh, you yeah. know my daughter's playing lacrosse at Northwestern. It's it's the schlepping to practice and back to practice. Yeah. It's all that stuff, right? It's, you never forget that stuff. It's those stuff, those things that no one even thinks about, and it's Correct. every day, and they 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 did it right. Yep, uh, Bill Polian. Bill was the architect, man. Bill was the guy who decided to say, "Hey, this is our guy." And um, Bill, you seen what he did in Buffalo, building that team, and and what he did at Carolina, and what he did in the Colts. It's just he built that championship squad, and he had trust in this undersized, quote unquote, undersized defensive end from Syracuse to go out there and play every single down, and not listen to Mel Kiper saying that I'm a tweener and I shouldn't have been drafted that early. <laughs> Uh, who's the guy who kicked you out of your position? Who was the Mikey? A, you told us a great story once. That was it. Pagano. It was Pagano, right? Oh, what? What Pagano did? What? What move? Did, did he move you from defensive end to like linebacker, linebacker or something against Tom Brady? <laughs> oh my God! Oh no, that was okay. So what you're talking about? Oh, okay. What you're talking about was okay. Let me just say this. Okay. All right, we got Chuck. Chuck Pagano, great, great coach. Love him to death. He's awesome. He, Yes. Awesome, awesome yes. guy. They ended up moving me to outside. You know, he was a more of a three-four guy at the Ravens. He moved me to an outside linebacker, uh, completely different position. It wasn't the same as a defensive end. I wish he never did it. Still love him at that. Right. But it was it, it was one of those things where you know you put your hand on the line on the ground and you know you focusing on one thing. But when you stand up, you're seeing all types of motions and all types of stuff. You don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. So next year, next year, I get, you know, they don't re-sign me at the Colts. I go and play for Chuck's brother, Pags. We call him Pags, John Pagano. John had me playing outside linebacker, right? And I was like, okay, great. Well, yes, there was the whole play against Tom Brady. And he has me, I'm in space covering Gonkowski. I'm like, what am I doing out here? Yeah. Five seconds later, I'm chasing Gronkowski 50 yards down the field. You know, it was it was ridiculous. Yeah. 
<laughs> we got to the story, Mikey. <laughs> we got to the story. Still uh, makes me laugh. It still makes me laugh. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Yeah, Payne legend, man. Payne's a uh, big bro, man. You know, he's the guy who set the tone offensively. And um, for him doing what he did on that offensive side made it a lot easier for me on the defensive side. You know, he scored those points. So now all of a sudden you had to get one dimensional. You had to catch up with the offense now. And now you're playing into our hands. Uh, Robert Mathis. He's my brother from another mother. He's that yeah. guy that it didn't matter. Look. We can be going. We I don't even have to say anything. You know, I'm just looking at him. He knew exactly what I was going to do, and he and I and I've looked at him, and I knew exactly what he was going to do. And we played off each other great. You know, it's just it's one of those things where you know you wish he gets in soon. You know, because he was a great player, and I don't oh, want God. anybody to think yeah. I don't want anybody to think you know he was in. You know, he only had success because I me. Mean, no, no, he was a beast, man. And I promise you, he had more moves than you know what to do with. Do it, and and one day he's going to be in here, and we'll be able to be on the same team again. He is a beast. John Turlink. Yeah, JT, man. He he was that defensive line coach that I had. He was revolutionary. You know, he's a guy that allowed me to do what I wanted to do. You know, he played in the NFL. He coached a lot of Hall of Famers as well. And John Rando and Chris Dolman, um, he, he's someone, and Neil Smith, he, he was a guy that, you know, understood the game of football and understood that, you know, it's not all about the X and O's. You know, it's about the talent or player that you have and how you make that guy make plays, give him the freedom to do what he wants to do. And that's what he did. All right, and then the the person who spent the entire week lying to you, uh, your but the most important person in this equation, <laughs> your wife. <laughs> yes, my wife, awesome man. She, where would I be without her? You know, she kept me level headed, and um, especially during these moments of retirement. You know, it, it's it's tough when you're playing for so many years. And you don't know kind of where you're going to go, what's going to happen. And, and you get out there and then you sit there and say, okay, am I going to hit the golf ball every day? And she sits there with me and says, hey, whatever you want to do, I'm there for you. And uh, she's my rock. And she's someone that, you know, just kind of carried me through this process. I wish awesome. I would get that response from my wife. I mean, I've... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Not saying it doesn't come with other stuff. We don't talk about that. Stuff. <laughs> but, but she does say whatever I want. I All right, man. Uh, listen, I am very happy for you, Mikey. Yay. Everyone on this show, we're, uh, we're super happy for you. Gola couldn't be here. He wanted to be here because he's yep. golfing. <laughs> because he's yes. golfing. Yes. Smart man. Smart man. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But we are so happy for you. I can't wait to see the gold jacket on you. I can't wait to see you get inducted. I can't wait for your speech. I can't wait to see or find out what it is you take uh, to yeah. ease the anxiety of making that speech. Yes. I can't wait. Yes. I can't wait for all of it, man. You deserve it. You're a Hall of Fame player. You're a Hall of Fame person. You really are, Dwight. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Right, you got to take man. care. Hit that ball straight. <laughs> Short, but straight for me. <laughs> yes, yes. There we go. Stay in the fairway. All right. All right, man. Congratulations to you. And uh, again, if you need anyone to speak that week, I'm just letting you know I'm available. I got your number. I got your number. <laughs> All right. right but congratulations, boy. Thank you for the time. We appreciate this, man. All right. Thank you. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. You know another thing that hasn't changed? Is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? 
Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Ah, and I remember it like it was yesterday. Sitting back in my dad's pickup truck. Me, my dad, Pappy. It's my granddad, I used to call him. Fishing at the pond. I remember dad and Pappy going back and forth saying, what is it about this new Miller Lite? Is it that it's less filling or is it the great taste? What I wouldn't give to go back to those times. But you know one thing that Miller Lite does? Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Lite Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer.